This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series. Join you on Friday, a couple of days before, of course, Arsenal's game against West Ham this weekend. I'm very happy to welcome Deluded Guna to the channel. DJ, how you doing, mate? You good, Joel? You're far too kind, Tom, man. Appreciative for having me, man. You know, it's been a while, man. Happy to be back here. Happy to chop it up with you speaking Arsenal. Appreciate you for the invite, bro. Absolutely. Arguably the hardest working man in the Arsenal YouTube nah, you're too kind. That's you, man. I can't claim that. That's you, more man. shows than Odegaard does assist during a season. It is <laughs> quite special. I mean, I have to ask you, where does the motivation come from to produce this many shows, mate? Oh, man, you know, it's too legit to quit, I guess, man. It's like, you just got to keep going, man, like Mikel Arteta, I guess, man. You know it yourself. You know, you just got to keep going, bro. I wish there was some mad reason, but that's all I got for you, Broski. No, lovely stuff, mate. Keep at it. It's always good. And I'm uh, always that. enjoy jumping on with you as well, mate. And uh, if you're not already subscribed, people, make sure you are. You can find DG's channel in today's Thank title you. header. Um, let's talk about titles, mate, because that's what Arsenal are aiming for this season. Eight games to go now. On a scale of one, two, I'm bricking it. Where are you kind of at right now? Bricking it and more some, man. Like, it's eight games, like you said, Broski. It's eight, it's eight games. It's all come down to this point. We've put ourselves in a fantastic position. We don't know what the league's going to be saying next year. We have the chance to win our first Premier League title during the Emirates era and for some of these players. So we just got to show up and fight, really, and run it to the end. It could be down to fine margins, but this is what we wanted, bro. This is what we wanted. It is. We have been calling for this for a long time. I've been saying to people that are getting too nervous you know a little bit too angsty about it i was like you gotta enjoy it like i know it's horrible and the nerves are, are overwhelming but you gotta enjoy it haven't you you're right man you've got to win. you've got to enjoy it definitely the last couple of seasons we've had and we didn't expect to be here in august it would be gutting not to win it but like you said we've got to enjoy it we've got to relish it even it's funny you say that because Mikel arteta said the same thing it's like we've just got to take every game as it comes and hopefully we can react against west ham get three points and you know it remains seven games until we win it God's grace. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the next one because uh, right. it is West Ham United away from home on Sunday. William Saliba's not going to be fit. Is that a worry for you? 
naturally, anytime Saliba's not been here, it's gonna be mm. it's gonna be a worry, man. He's part of our first choice centre backs. To be fair, Rob Holding has stepped in. He done well in the last couple of games he played. I think one positive of sorts against Liverpool. He probably had his best game against Liverpool in a, in a, in a long time. So. Yeah, we're just going to have to get on to it, get on with it. We've shown we can cope with injuries. You know, Jesus has been injured at a point, Partey, Zinni, couple of players. So, it, obviously, you want to see Saliba back. Definitely, you want to see him back for City. Forgive me if I'm wrong. We've got West Ham and Southampton. So, yeah, hopefully he's back. But injuries happen in the season. We're just going to have to get on with it, bro. Have to. No, we do. I mean, is there an element of restriction when it comes to Rob Holding coming in for Slipper. I mean, what changes in the defence for you when when Holding's there instead of the Frenchman? Obviously, like Rob Holding, he's not probably as dynamic going backwards defensively in our high line. So that probably robs a bit of probably Partey, Benjamin White. Unintended, and so on and so Rob there. Robs exactly. Us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah, he kind of he kind of robs us in that regards. And you've played Sunday League football. Naturally, if you know your teammate isn't as mobile, you're always going to think like that. And obviously, Benjamin White for example, that was me. I was the immobile one. Just heads up. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. But yeah, man. Obviously, if you like, we to go back to Sunday League. You know, if your teammate's not immobile, a bit immobile, you have to kind of help him. And I think Benjamin White's got to hold himself accountable for the Liverpool game because he's been good this season. He had a bad game. But is it really a coincidence that, you know, the, the most even game we've played since Saliba's been injured, Benjamin White and that right-hand side, it hasn't been quite dynamic. So naturally, there's going to be a knock-on effect. It's just like if Tommy Asu comes in at right-back or left-back with the greatest of respect. We know we lose something in an attacking sense. But yeah, man, we, of, course it, of course it's a worry, man, to answer your question, of course. But... Rob Holding's done well and isolated with that. I don't think Rob Holding is the reason we didn't take three points against Liverpool. In fact, he's probably one of our better players, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, I agree. So was it nine clearances, I think, uh, in the game? He did really, really well defending the box. I mean, that is, yeah, it's what he does, you know, when he's outside and inside the box, he's he's heading the ball away. Um, Well, I expect, I don't know if you disagree, I expect it to be the same team um, come on Sunday. Uh, And obviously West Ham have played a game in between. They've had their European game against Ghent. Do you feel as though that might have any kind of bearing on this? I hope so. Like, I know they played midweek. I don't know if they rotated their lineup or things like that. And I know Liverpool did, but Liverpool had two games in a week. Didn't really look like that in the second half on Sunday. So, yeah, man, we know West Ham are fighting for their lives. You know, it's almost a luxury that we're talking about the Premier League title, they're fighting for survival. So, again, as Arteta said, if it could be decided on five margins, it it could be, and these sort of things could give us a a somewhat lift. I look back to the game last year, and that was a very emotional game. I want it to be boring, Arsenal, really. Just turn up, get the three points, and keep it moving. We should be fresher. Indeed. Um, Obviously, there's there's kind of a narrative in the game around Declan Rice as well, Uh, Arsenal playing for the second time this season. Is he a player you want to see rock up at the Emirates next year? I mean, we've spoken about it a lot of times, bro, 100%. If the rumours are true and there's any inkling that we could get Declan Rice, why wouldn't you? Premier League proven, English, you know, what like what you're seeing with Granite Xhaka and just players all over the field. Arteta is getting somewhat several new notes out of players that you didn't think had many gears. So I can't be a bigger fan of trying to get Declan Rice or any of these guys signed up because I think we need to make a couple of midfield additions. You know, going back to the Liverpool game, I might be wrong. I don't know where you feel, but second half, it looked like maybe if we had an eight to replace Shackle, if we had another number six, which Rice can do both roles, we might have been a bit more dynamic in the middle of the park, man. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Declan Rice. He needs to sign for us, really, if if rumours are true. 100%. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because... 
we talk about having the extra need for maybe having a couple more midfielders. Jorginho was on the bench on, on Sunday. I felt as though maybe that was a player we could have brought on when we brought Erdegaard off. Was that an extra midfielder to kind of combat that that advantage that we'd arguably been given when they brought off Fabinho in the second half? It, do you feel it was maybe a little bit off of Arteta with the subs he made on, on Sunday? I mean, it takes me back to the game at Old Trafford, really. I think there's been a lot of times where, you know, as Arsenal fans, I think one criticism we probably have of Mikel Arteta is his reluctance to make subs. To be fair, there's been times he's not made subs or made subs okay. at certain points. And as you see, because you follow Arsenal, he's they've impacted the game. I do think that's a learning curve for Arteta in those sort of moments. As much as we were, our backs were against the wall, I do think there's, you know, some logic with the changes he made. I know Jesus has, is coming back from injury, but I felt there's a coincidence that he's come off. Trossard can play as a false nine, but he's not a real physical threat for Van Dijk. And we just had no out ball. We just couldn't hold up proceedings. In relation to Odegaard, I also, watching the game again, believe that as well. So he could have drawn for Jorginho, to be very honest with you. But I think one issue, or maybe a reluctance of Arteta is, one criticism of Jorginho, he's not really good on the transitions. Last time he came on in the Emirates recently, that was shown. So maybe that was in the back of our Teta's mind but to be fair if they're on the bench if you've signed them they've got to be ready for any sort of eventuality really so I, I, I'm not sure man I, I personally didn't want to see Jorginho if I'm honest but you've got a midfielder and the way you've pulled it yeah you could have drew true for him bro could have really taken him off the bench and maybe we'd have had, have had a different outcome yeah I, I agree with you I think that is probably the air of Arteta's game that is probably the most area, the biggest area of development is probably the most polite way to, to put it. Um, still a young manager, of course, and you, you're always going to have areas to improve. 100%. And when it comes to the, the weekend's game, again, going back to West Ham, we I think we agreed that we'll probably see the same team. But there are players on that bench that are going to be looking to try and get minutes. And if the game state suits it, I think one of those is probably Emil Smith-Rowe. Are you, are you a little bit concerned about Smith-Rowe's situation right now and his future and how he gets back into the rhythm of playing regularly for us? In relation to his future, no, because again, Arteta and Arsenal are very calculated, really and truly. So for me personally, you know, we knew what we was doing when we gave the man a new deal. So I'm not going to, you know, you was flying high last year. You're kind of poor this year. I'm not going to turn my back on you. Now, obviously with him, with Tommy Asu and Cole, probably going to be a concern next season, but... I'm keeping faith in Smith Rowe. I mean, you've reached the pinnacle. You know, you're an academy lad. You was helping the team last year. You're getting the number 10, the videos with Omri and Burkamp. This is the reality now. You're going to have these periods. So I'm not really concerned. You already know, bro, because we speak about I'm very biased when it comes to Smith Rowe. I'm probably the yeah. wrong person to ask. But no, nah, man, I'm all right, man. I'm all right, man. Yeah, he's one of those now where I think maybe people are forgetting what happened with Martinelli after he had his knee surgery. Yeah, you have it. And I think when you consider we're still very fresh out of Smith-Rowe's surgery and he's not had the game time to really react to that either. And been injured since though, August, essentially, bro. Exactly, yeah. And he's not had many minutes whatsoever. So I look at I look at the summer, I look at pre-season and think that's the time for Smith-Rowe to get back at it. Come back in next year. Yes, Martinelli's still going to be starting. We all know that. But I think, you know, as we move away from maybe Xhaka, do you see Smith Rowe pot potentially coming in more central or do you think he's locked into that wide playmaker role? I don't think he's locked in at all. I think, you know, some players are locked in, but Arteta has shown, you know, he values players that can play a couple of roles, whether they're like Zinchenko, where you're a left back, but in reality, you're central midfield. You know, you look at Smith Rowe, I'm sure you'd agree when we look at him, you're probably an eight in the future where you played against Brighton last year. You're at home as a 10. You made your position on the left-hand side. 
Arteta himself keeps talking about him players playing as a false nine. So I don't think he should necessarily look be locked down. I look at someone like Jack Grealish. Evidently, he's probably at home off the left or as a 10, but he can play everywhere. So why not? And when, like what you said, you know, it's Martinelli's spot to lose after he's taking advantage. If you can't get in the team, you've got to play wherever you can, really. And you made a great point with Granit Xhaka. That could be a role for you, really. I would say for me... If anyone was to take that that Xhaka role right now, I'm probably going to say Odegaard, maybe Fabio Vieira, but Smith Rowe has the intelligence and the ability, Broski. So I can't imagine why he couldn't. I'm, I'd, I'd love for him to, to do that, really. We would yeah. need one less midfielder. Yeah, me too. Um, Rohan on Twitter, Rohan Blogs, who does some fantastic tactical work on social media. I remember we had a, a back and forth about six or seven months ago where he was saying to me, he was like, no, his future lies centrally. I mean, look at the spaces that he occupied when he was starting on the left and then look at the spaces that Xhaka's occupying this season. And they are eerily similar. And so you can see that maybe that role would suit him and that maybe we can add a little bit of extra vibe to our attack. And I think that could bring us something different. I think it was a really good point. Well, highlighted by Rohan. Um, when I look at what comes after West Ham, and obviously there's the, the big juggernaut of the City game on the horizon, I look at kind of the juxtaposition of the last time we played City, which was a loss against Everton, a draw to Brentford, lose Partey, play City. This time we've got West Ham, Southampton, Partey fit, fingers crossed. and fingers then crossed, City. How important is that momentum compared to last time? How much do you think that will play a part in the City game? Or do you think it's such a kind of... It's such a moment in the season. It, it's more standalone-ish, or do you do think that the games leading up to it are really important to keep that momentum building? I think the way you structured that question, I think it's a twofold. I think both both are really right. I feel it is an isolated incident in the City game. You know, regardless mm. of the fact that we're two weeks away for the best part of the season, both teams have probably kept one eye on what's going on elsewhere. But I also feel, you know, the topic of momentum that you mentioned, you need that. You know, the big part as to why I believe our season has been great. You can't draw too much into preseason, but for a variety of reasons, we had a great preseason and we ran with it and we find ourselves here. So I think we need momentum. I think when you're looking for any sort of fine margins to gain over an opponent of the calibre of cities, you need that. And naturally, you know, again, we've seen Arsenal in the last few years when everything hasn't been positive and you've been dreading these games. So naturally, if things are positive and in an ideal world, we claim six points going into that, we should be filled with confidence. But at the same time with City, I want us to play the game and not necessarily the occasion. If we, I know we talk about cup finals and the ramifications of what happens, but we just need to accept the fact of City are, are where we would love to go to. They're the biggest and baddest in the league. Let's test ourselves, you know, let's be fearless. You know, in many ways we should fear City, but on the other hand, we've got nothing to lose. I know people will say we've bottled the league, we've done this, we've done that, you know, in terms of agendas, but we've got a young squad, not that I want to keep mentioning that, top four and maybe the Europa League was the goal. This is almost a bonus and nothing, if nothing more, we can learn for next season. You look at Liverpool, there was a year that City beat them to it. And then the next year they won. And I look at this year, last year, sorry, we let ourselves down in Champions League qualification. We've learned from that and it's probably improbable we won't be in there. I don't check the league table. If we don't win the league now, maybe the same logic follows, man. So, yeah, we need momentum individually and collectively. And that's something that you mentioned it when you came on my show. We've reacted very quickly to disappointments. I wouldn't necessarily say Liverpool was a disappointment beyond the fact that we dropped two points, but we bounced back. So we need to bounce back and keep doing what we're doing, man. So I think that's a good question. And it's, it's a twofold, really. And speaking of bouncing back, obviously, in the last two games, we've seen Gabriel Jesus return, I think, better than ever from that injury. It's three goals in two games. West Ham had the uh, the pleasure of not having to face him when we played them on Boxing Day. They're going to have to face him on Sunday. 
How impressed have you been with him since returning from injury? And, and what do you think that's changed about our team in this time? I mean, like like a, a man that me and you both have a lot of admiration for, he's like a new signing to call uh, Arsene Wenger. So it's an infectious one. You know, I know obviously with the fact that he was out for long a long time and Eddie and Ketia stepped in and since then, you know, Zinchenko. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Goes come to the fore, Martinelli's risen. But at the start of the season, we were saying this is the signing of our season. This is a potentially signing of the Premier League. He's lifted the club, he's experienced. He's come back at the right time. We need cool heads, we need experienced heads, and he's one of the most experienced guys in the team, as such as his trophy cabinet. So it's infectious. You touched on his form, he's been amazing since he's returned. You know, obviously, he could score more goals generally in his career, and he's been injured. But the goals he's come with, the tenacity he's come with, his hunger because he's missed out. Couldn't have come at a better time with the games we've got, as you as you said earlier, bro. So I'm all, he's playing well, and long may it continue with Jesus. Absolutely. Um, the other player in the forward line that I feel as though is, I feel a bit bad that he's not playing is Leandro Trossard because this guy getting seven assists. I think James Ben said in the press conference it was more than ten or eleven teams had managed in that same period of time uh, since when wow. he arrived, which is kind of crazy. Crazy. Um, he can't now get back in the team. Is that a disservice or is that just part and parcel of a title chasing side? I mean, you said it there. I think it is a disservice. You know, again, if you're perform- it's like any other walk of life. If you're performing at your job and doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you should be rewarded. So it is a bit harsh. You know, as I always say, it's one where you wish you could play 12 players, but this is the decisions that the gaffers paid to do. Sometimes we might have to be cruel to trust art to be kind to ourselves. And obviously we both know at this moment in time, Saka's spot is his, Jesus is his, if the left wing is open season. And Martinelli was talking about, you know, you have a great game against Trent nine times out of 10. He got a goal and assist. It's been backed up, but it is a bit harsh when you've got a man in red hot form, someone that is a typical Arsenal player, someone that I'm sure you would agree. If nobody told, if you didn't watch this season and someone said you signed him in January, you say you're joking. He's been here for about 10 years. So <laughs> it is harsh, man. And he's another experienced cool head that you would love to draw upon with this this sort of point in the season. So yeah, it is, it is a disservice. But if everyone else is doing their job, then I can't really complain. It's a bit like, I can't remember who, I think it was actually Pepe when William was starting a few years ago. When William's not doing his job, then yeah, we can say, oh, Teta, what's going on? But Everybody deserves to start, and unfortunately, only 11 can, isn't it? So, yeah, it's one of them, man. I wish you could play 12, but you can't. And I'm pretty sure you'd agree, going into that Liverpool game, it was probably going to be Martinelli, but it was between them. That was the only one we really could bet on in the team, excluding if Saliba would be there. And it's either or, really. You know, they're, they're both doing their thing. I don't think me or you or anyone would have complained if Trossard started. Likewise, Martinelli ultimately did. And it's nice to know that if you're not doing your job, there's pressure on spots now, which hasn't always been the case at this club, as you know. I think rotation is something that Arteta needs to learn to do better. Because if you look at Man City, say, 
And yes, they have a very good squad. But I would say, you know, using the example of Trossard, you know, he's up there with being as good as the forward line options that we have right now. And I think his, his output has certainly reflected that. When you look at when City play, there's usually one or two changes from the last Premier League. It's very rare that they use the same 11 every mm-hmm. single game. And obviously it's done really well for them. They've won four of the last five seasons. So do you think it's something maybe that we can get better or is there still maybe more reinforcement needed before we can start thinking about that? I think we have to get better at it. I agree with you. I feel at this moment in our in our time in this in, in our Teta's career at Arsenal, since we've kind of rebuilt, I don't think we have that luxury. I think you know, City obviously you take a couple of players out of any squad, you're gonna see it. But with us, because of the inexperience, I think if you was to take out a part A if he needed rest and put someone else in or take out, especially the informed players, you do see that absence a bit like when we have in-game switch formation. So I think we've still got that, that naivety and lack of street smartness. And as you kind of touched or maybe it's due to personnel not so much in the final third but undoubtedly you know if we're going to be a team that's going to be in City's position where they're still basically in all cups that they're eligible for we're going to have to rotate and make and make cute changes and things so that's another thing Arteta can get get better at in my opinion especially where the Europa League comes in I know Sporting was a while ago but I feel away from home you didn't need to rotate the defenders and at home you didn't need to rotate your attackers so naturally that's something we could get better at bro naturally yeah yeah i agree i think it's yeah it's part it's a bit of both isn't it i think you know if we add strength to the midfields to the defense next season you're going to see probably a little bit more rotation especially with champions league football to to measure that in itself you know champions league football coming back to the emirates is an exciting prospect just hearing that music um is something i'm very much looking forward to (laughs) (laughs) it's nice being able to talk about it in an essence of it's a, it's a formality almost, you know, it's an inevitability that we'll be in the Champions League next season, which is obviously a testament to the great work that we've done this year. But what are your kind of, what are you looking forward to most about that competition? And, and what have you missed most about being in that competition? Well, I've not I've not enjoyed playing on Thursdays and playing some of the teams we've played. You know, it's it's one that you want to be at. You know, I'm pretty sure you remember Arsenal were mocked for just qualifying for it for the sake of it. You know, it's, we've had some good nights there. You know, against Barcelona, against Bayern Munich, it's the it's the pinnacle of world club of club football. So why wouldn't we want to be there? We're we're too good to not be there in sense of how we are as a club. So I'm happy to be there in terms of expectations. I don't know, bro. Let's just get out of the group and take it from there, really, because it's some tough teams. It's a different ball game, As you kind of said earlier, when it comes to this point next year and there's need for rotation and things like that, I'm happy I'm not Mikel Arteta, man. But, yeah, I'm happy that the Champions League's back. That's where we belong. And by God's grace, one day we're able to win that, essentially. Uh, Gunnar Dude in the chat says, rotation is best at being one or two players from game to game, not only for keeping the first 11 fit, but keeping the reserve players sharp. It's why City looks so formidable in the last stages. Pat saying, the music for the Champions League is epic. It's certainly been missed. Uh, Chris says, uh, both Champions League and St. Totteringham's Day, both back again. I don't want to just ask you about Arsenal, DG. I I do want to talk to you about some of the other teams in the league as well while I've got you. Chelsea are a... I'd like to call them a bit of a hilarity of the league right now. Um, it's a bit of a circus going on there. The spending that's gone on, the out-competing Arsenal financially for the likes of Mudrik and Joao Felix in January. How do you view our West London rivals? Right now, it looks like a mess. It looks like they're struggling for direction. The amount of managers, the money they've spent on sacking managers and getting managers, the amount of you know years they're putting on players. It's a, it's a, it's just a mixed bag, really. You know, spending money is one thing, but if you're not spending it correctly and putting the right people in place, 
it's going to be issues. I think Chelsea are always going to have teething problems right now. I'm keen to see what they're saying next year. Um, again, I'm not a hater, but I'm happy that Mudrick isn't necessarily thriving after the antics he did on social media. But one thing I'll give him is not a single player is thriving, you know, in that system. You know, Mudrick could have very well, some might say he's overrated and we'll see next year, but he could have probably signed for us and thrived. So, it's just a mess. There's no other way I can put it, Tom. Chelsea just look like a mess at this moment in time. And for the very fact of, I was speaking with my friend yesterday about this, actually, you know, when they sacked Tuchel at the time, I think they sacked him with about 10 points. So they really could have been in a relegation battle this season if things went, if things kept, kept going like this and persisted. So essentially, it's just a mess. There's no direction at that football club at this moment in time. That's all I can say, bro. It's a mess. Yeah. Uh, it is an absolute mess. I mean, I love the interview Sky did with him up before the Real Madrid game. It was like, yeah, we're going to win three nil, and uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he more, maybe he meant Real Madrid on aggregate across the two games. Maybe <laughs> that's what he was saying. But it was amusing. Uh, Manchester United last night. I mean, I said on the show this morning, it's probably my second favorite own goal that I've seen. The first being the Emmy Martinez one earlier this season, just because of the, the romanticism <laughs> of it all. But. How unlucky is Harry Maguire? Like, when it comes to so, it, so it could happen to a nicer person, and he weren't even doing that bad in the game. You know, he must have took even he, he must have thought, like, to quote Balotelli, why always me? Because you know, you work in journalism, you know, as soon as that happened, the amount of headlines, you know, how many clicks are going to be made. It's just he can't buy any luck, can he? Really, <laughs> just it's just a mess. Like, to bottle a two goal lead in the first leg at home as well. And obviously, it's been compounded with injuries now to potentially Lissandro Martinez, Varane, uh, Rashford going into the game. This is why Ten Hag should probably just shut his mouth, really. He moaned about injuries with Arsenal. Now, look, really, like, just, mm. just face your own paper and deal with your own club, really. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, that was what I was going to lead on to quite nicely is, is, do you feel as though watching what happened to United squad last night, Varane, Martinez, you know, Rashford? Does that make you feel a little bit more amenable to dropping out of the Europa League with a title race on our hands? No, man, I disagree, man, because I, I think if we want to be a club that uh, 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 fights for everything, I think we should have used this year and next year as prototypes. And for me, it's more building blocks to find, you know, we speak about all the time, the things we can improve, the positives, how we negotiate multiple cups. Um, yeah, on that logic, with eight games left, City are in everything, of course, provided you win it, but... No, nah, I never want to go out of it, man. I know it's a crutch that oh, no. we then lean upon, but yeah, yeah no, nah, I'm not happy to be out. Of no, it. yeah, I, I didn't mean but it the in injuries, the sense you're of right. like, I didn't mean it in the sense of like, did you want to go out? It was more kind of like the benefit of obviously not being in 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 reflection, you know, just look taking the bright side of the situation that, that we had. Because obviously we lost Saliba in that game against Sporting. No, you're right when you put it like that. And that that is obviously a frustration. And I suppose next season it puts more emphasis obviously in the summer and what we do to strengthen the areas we've discussed midfield what other areas are you really looking at that you think need to be strengthened well left back if Tierney wants to keep it moving I would say for me a right back we've touched on centre mid with the greatest of respect to Rob Holden and maybe if you bring in a right back and we was you know dealt a healthier hand with injuries potentially Tommy Asu or Benjamin White could have stepped over there and as I said Holden ain't put a foot wrong but I just feel if we could find a right-sided centre back that's a bit of an upgrade in his sort of role I would accept that I do, on one hand, I'm a, I don't know how you feel, but I would like another attacker and I'm not sure quite what I want. I, I would like a striker, you know, as much as it's harsh to everyone, I think a new striker could take us up another level. But I also, if you could find someone a bit like Trossard, maybe a bit better on the right-hand side than the left, I'd be on that. So I think one attacker, striker slash a winger, right-back, potentially a left-back, centre-half. And I definitely think we need two midfielders, an eight and a six for me. Whether we do all of this is another thing. And 
I'm sure Arteta's got his own ideas and maybe there's yeah. some outgoings. So who knows? But yeah, that, that would answer your question, man. Yeah, it's a long list for a side competing for a title. I think it maybe highlights the achievement of what this season is when you still Amen. look at how much more Arsenal still needs um, as to what we've achieved with the squad available to Arteta this season. Um, I want to round off the show by asking you the question that is, of course, the thumbnail for the title. It's an easy one to say, can we win the title? I think the obvious answer is yes. So I'm going to slightly tweak it and say, do you think we will? I'd, I'd, to be honest with you, this is the first time I'm finding out that we're in the league title challenge. I don't look at the league table, my guy, but <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. On one hand, I do feel it's our time. I do feel a lot of things, even down to when the when we was more at the start of the season, when we played Palace, when we played Brentford, it felt like things were kind to us. But it's unfortunate that Pep Guardiola and City are here. Like you need to be even better than than them, really and truly. And there's been times teams have been Liverpool have been perfect and they found a way to do it. So. If City drop points, yeah. If City drop, I, I need City to have at least a loss and a draw or two, or two losses. And I can't lie to you, a part of me feels we haven't got much margin for error anymore, bro. Like, I, I think we probably need to win everything. I know mathematically there's probably a loss and a draw that we could be afforded, but I think we need to be near enough perfect. I definitely think we have to take points off City and Newcastle and goes without saying Chelsea and Lampard, didn't it? So, yeah, and we've obviously got some relegation threatened teams. If we play the way we can, then yeah, but... Now we're gonna see, man. Now we're gonna. Now you. This is it. This is the final furlong. This is now where all the work for months and months and months and pre-planning for you know for however long between Arteta and Edu comes into it. So, hope so, my guy. I really do. I really do. It's it's overdue. It's overdue. And if we don't win it now, I don't want to be that guy because I hope this is a marker. But a part of me just feels if we don't win it now with this chance, when will we have a better one, man? So I think the players Next comprehend season, that. Right. Next season. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I want yeah. this to be the year it is every year, man, with us doing well and everyone else being rubbish. Like, move for yeah. it, bro. It's got to be the aim. It's got to be the aim to establish ourselves, which is why we've been talking about transfers a bit today, because it's so key. It's so key. DG, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon to jump on the show. I really appreciate it. Tell people no, where they can pleasure. find you and what you're going to be up to. Uh, in terms of content today, you know, I know you bigged up my work rate, but I'm actually done. So you can check out my other books. Yeah, I'm done, man. I'm human, man. It's Friday, man. Like, I'll be back again on Sunday to do a watch along. I'll probably be live tomorrow. I've done some videos that are out now. And in relation to finding me, as he said, you just got to type in Deluded Guna on YouTube. Uh, my socials is just Deluded Guna with the handle of Deluded Guna 04. It should be in front of me. Yeah, it is. There you have it with homage to, you know, the last time we won the league. Hopefully that's a good omen, man. Appreciate you for having me. It's been a pleasure. No, pleasure's all mine. Pleasure's is all mine. Thank you so much. Make sure, listeners, you do go and check out DG's channel. It is fantastic. Keeps you up to date regularly with all loads of Arsenal content. Massive praise, my dad. I appreciate that. Link in today's title header. A brief bit of uh, housekeeping before I go. As Liv has updated in the chat box, the TGT hats are again available. Uh, as mentioned, all the proceeds uh, from the first half of the profits of the hats are going to the Arsenal Vision fundraiser as well. And I'm going to be matching that up to £500. So if you do want to get involved and help a great cause and get yourself some amazing merchandise at the same time, the link is in the description. So go Buy that people that immediately. Out. Indeed. We're going to be sending DG one. Just uh, on I, you know I'll wear it, man. You know, <laughs> you know I'll wear it, man. <laughs> Love it. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, people. I'll see you again very soon tomorrow morning. In fact, have a fantastic Friday evening. Enjoy it. Not too much. Uh, Make sure you're up bright and early for the 8am show. We'll see you again <laughs> soon. And as always, up the ass. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.